What is up, everybody? It is Zach from App Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slap Stocks FC YouTube video. today going to talk about the national and all the stuff that's been happening in the footy world over the last like week and a half or so uh so let's get into it hey it's been a lot it's been a lot for a week and a half it's it's been a heavy couple weeks it's been a good couple weeks too yeah uh first off the u.s defeats mexico in the gold cup i don't know did you get a chance to watch that game i i tune in for a bit but when i don't know many of the players it's hard to get into (laughs) Well, yeah, so it was the USC team versus what was mostly the Mexico A team. They were missing a couple guys, but it was more or less their top team. So to win that second trophy in two months against Mexico is huge for the U.S. national team. That is pretty crazy. I saw the last goal, and that was nuts. That was awesome. Yeah, perfect ball from Acosta. And Robinson, the guy who scored it, I think is going to be a starter uh, with the main team when qualifying starts next month next to John Brooks at center back. But yeah, just you can't ask for more right now if you're a U.S. men's national team fan. Golden generation, right, Zay? Yeah, and these guys are early 20s still. So you have 2022 and then 2026, they'll be in the middle of their prime. They'll be 28, 29. Like the future is very, very bright. That's crazy. That's crazy. Due to God, oh, first, uh, these are the rumored FIFA world rankings. As you can see, the U.S. a huge jump up following their two wins. What I thought was interesting, though, was Italy being only five and Belgium one and Brazil ahead of Argentina, two. Yeah, so for people listening on podcasts, it's Belgium one, Brazil two, France three, England four, ahead of Italy at five, Argentina at six, Spain at seven, Portugal eight, U.S. nine, Mexico ten. And Germany, nowhere to be found. What is that? Yeah. I, I mean, I how don't know, Italy, Zach, what's your take? What's your take? How, how does Italy win the Euro against England? Belgium doesn't make the final. They're one still. Brazil loses the final to Argentina. They stay four ahead of them. If I was ranking these teams, just reorganizing this top 10, I'd have Italy one, Argentina two, uh, I guess Belgium and Brazil three and four, or no, no, no. I would have England ahead of Belgium, uh, Brazil three, England four, Belgium five, uh, France six, Spain seven, Portugal eight, U.S. nine, and then Mexico ten. I think the last two or three are good. But what about Germany? Germany not ahead of Mexico. I mean, Mexico did make two finals. Yeah, I get that it's Concacaf, but you only can play the teams in front of you in the yeah, end. That's fair. Yeah, Inter- interesting very- ranking though. Well, yeah. So when does it become official? Because you said it's like unofficial. Like when do they officially? Uh, they, I think they announce it sometime in August. I'm not sure though. Got you. Um, another one for those who are following the U.S. men's national team: Josh Sargent, who is in the running for the number nine starting number nine position, striker. His team, Werder Bremen, was relegated last season, so they're in Bundesliga too. So it'd be a good thing if he got a transfer out. And Norwich City and the Prem are really trying to get him. So hopefully that would go through. 
Well, that would be terrible if he doesn't move. <laughs> He'll be playing yeah. for like nothing. Yeah. And I, I would be happy. I just I picked up a Josh Sargent card at the National, which we're going to talk about later on. But yeah. Yeah, I actually, I actually like somehow I got one too, just as like a throwing in a trade. Like I definitely was not planning on buying one. <laughs> he's looking right now like he's the starter at striker for the U.S. But yeah, that I, could change if he plays the whole season in the second tier Bundesliga and someone else takes a step. So he really does need a transfer out. Is there anything that's preventing it from happening other than like Norwich not paying enough or something? Well, yeah, Bremen's asking price is pretty high for him, so. It'll be interesting if they met or not. But Norwich seems to want him based on all the reports. Gotcha. Then other transfer news for the U.S. men's national team. Gianluca Busio, who had a very uh, important role for the U.S. in the Gold Cup. Uh, record transfer for Sporting KC going to Venetia in Italy, which is a newly promoted team into the Serie A. Um, this team is interesting because their own – they're American owned and they've been buying some young Americans. So this is looking like they might turn into like a stepping stone club for Americans to go from MLS into Europe and stop it. Like Venetia. Do you know, do you know if he has any cards or not? Yeah. So I, it was, he has, um, 2020 Bowman MLS. And then he's like in the tops MLS set too. that box. I ripped. I, I pulled a Busio auto. Wait, that was the auto you got? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a good auto to hit. Yeah, that's great. I want. I wonder if it's like – I'm sure it's led to some eBay purchases. I'm sure if we went and looked right now, there's probably like some sales today. Yeah, there definitely has been. People, people are high on him. He looks to like probably not a starter in the U.S. best 11 at the moment, but he's someone who could push like Tyler Adams for that number six, number eight spot. Then more transfer news. Now the big boy stuff. Uh, Chelsea are really pushing hard to sign Lukaku. See, like Fabrizio Romano, the man himself, tweeted they got personal terms agreed. Chelsea is supposedly going to be coming in with like a hundred thirty million euro bid, which that's is crazy. Not, that's like a hundred seventy million dollars. Well, that's more than that's more than what Grealish would be, right? Yeah, Grealish was a hundred million euros, so hundred forty million dollars. That's like for that's basically what Tottenham's been asking for Kane, but like a hundred forty, hundred fifty million euros, which well, would strengthen their argument for that price if Chelsea ends up buying Lukaku at this price. Because even though many people see them as equal or Kane slightly better, you have like the English tax, which is really a thing. English players going from Premier League club to Premier League club just command a higher fee. Yeah, I mean, this would be a pretty huge get for Chelsea, though, coming off of a Champions League victory, adding one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, I would definitely help Mount's cards, Lukaku's cards, Pulisic's cards, because you put him in this team, they can really make a run for both the Premier League and go for the UCL again, too. Yeah, that'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. Dude, the Premier League is going to be so fun to watch this year. It's going to be a battle. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a three horse race. United, City, and Chelsea. That's why I was gonna say too. Yeah, I I just don't think Liverpool has enough firepower. If you have, still Firmino is your striker in that, yeah, they haven't really added much either. Like it's yeah. like they've, and they were pretty far off the pace last season. I get it; they had injuries and stuff, 
and they're one of the teams that are probably missing their fans more than most just because of the atmosphere at Anfield. But, like, I don't know. They're All their players are a year older. They weren't exactly young to begin with. It's crazy to see where they were and now where they are now. You know, like that one year when they are so dominant. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you don't continually invest in your team. And that's why it is between United City and Chelsea because they're the teams that spend the most every summer. And it's really not close. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Like you have City who's going for Kane now too. And it – this has been not great for me as a Tottenham fan. Kane's now skipping training, which is... I was, was going to text you about that. I forgot to. Yeah, it's not a good look. You, In the end, you're under contract for three more years. You signed a six-year contract in 2018. I get so, you want to move. I sounds a lot like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but you have to respect the terms of your contract. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't I don't get not trying to training. I feel like it's like if they don't make a move for you, they're not going to type of deal, right? It's like if they don't well, make a move, you're going to be stuck there. So. so there's an interesting wrinkle in it. City plays Tottenham first day of first game of the season. Is that like the 13th or something? The 15th, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and Kane really does not want to play in that game. And that's so he's pushed everything back like. So, like, by the time he has his COVID test and isolation when he gets back to England, that he would only have, like, two days of training with the team or something. So, like, they can't play him. That's weird. That's super weird. I just – I really don't see Levy si- selling Kane at this point. Just the way he's operated his whole, like, tenure at Tottenham and how he, like, takes slights from the media or stuff like that. And it hasn't worked in the past, like – Luka Modric used to be a Spurs player back in the day, and he tried sitting out of training uh, one preseason when he had like three years left on his contract. Tottenham didn't sell him that summer. And then the next year, they ended up selling him to Madrid, but he made him wait that extra season. I think that's what's going to happen again here. I think Kane will play one more season at Spurs. And then, Zach, what happens like with Man City, like getting Grealish? How much money can these dudes spend on transfer fees? Like, could they literally like sign Grealish, sign Kane, and then also like sign Messi? Well, supposedly Messi, they're probably not gonna sign. They're prioritizing Kane, but the, the problem is, is there were these financial fair play rules, and City had gotten punished for it. They'd been hit with a two-year UCL ban yeah. as a nonce. What was it like eight months ago? And then they appealed it to the highest court, the court of arbitration for sport. And they won and basically wanted to pay like a couple million dollar fine. And that was it. So they defeated the rules that were meant to stop something like this. And now they know like we can pay, we can spend however much we want and there's no consequences. Yeah. So they could literally go and pay a hundred plus million euros for Kane too. And then you have Kane at striker with Grealish and Phil Foda and all those other dudes, De Bruyne and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're owned by a country like they are. Yeah, they what, could, what are they owned by, like Saudi Arabia or something? Yeah, the the Sheikh Mansour, he's like part of the royal family, and he's the owner, but he has access to the trillions of dollars in wealth that the right. country has. So. Wait, oil, oil rich clubs is what they call them. Yeah. That's just crazy. That's Literally, they could just funnel in as much money as they want to to win as much as they want. But they still haven't won a Champions League, right? And like, yep. ever? Like, yeah. But that's like why you see Chelsea's, 
gearing up to spend the money they're going to spend on Lukaku after spending so much last summer because they know if City beat the rules, then the rules don't apply to them either. Yeah. And they can spend however much they want. And Abramovich, the Chelsea owner, is always willing to spend. So if Chelsea signs Lukaku, are we just out of the running for Holland like for this summer? Obviously this summer, but like next summer too then? For yeah, sure. so I, I like maintain, been saying like for months, even when it wasn't popular, that Holland was not going anywhere this summer. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That was good. That was a good take. Because the way that his contract was structured, so he has – an 80 or like a 70 or 80 million euro release clause that activates next summer, but no release clause this summer. So Dorman was free to ask the 180 million euros that they were asking for, for Holland. But even then it really didn't make much sense for them to sell him because making another quarterfinal run into the champions league, which you can reasonably expect them to do with Holland is worth about 120 to 140 million euros. And then qualifying for the next season's Champions League is worth a minimum of 80 or 90 million euros. So right. it makes more sense financially for them to keep Holland. So, but yeah, Chelsea's yeah. not out of the running, I would have to say, for Holland if they sign Lukaku. Right. That would make him either go to City if City hasn't signed Kane or like United or to Madrid or Barca if they can get their finances. Madrid or Barca. Yeah. If they can get their finances in order, which Madrid. It looks like they probably will be okay by next summer, but they're also going to be trying to sign Mbappe too, and I don't know if they're going to have enough for both of them. What What if they both went to Barca and Madrid, like vice versa, whoever goes where? That'd be crazy. That'd be so awesome. Take take the baton from Messi and Ronaldo and really yeah. make Mbappe Holland again. Dude, that'd be so league. sick. That'd be so good for the card market, I feel. Yeah, that'd be amazing. But I, I just Barcelona, we have to talk about now, and Messi is such a mess financially. So La Liga restricted them from like completing the deal because they were like over their wages in total or something like that. Yeah. So La Liga has a rule. I think they're the only league with this rule is you have, they have like a wage, a salary cap based on how much money the club pulled in in prior years and transfer outgoings and incomings and stuff like that. And, and the amount of debt the clubs have. And since Barcelona is over a billion euros in debt, that, and they have lost tons and tons of money last season because of COVID and the stadiums being empty and all that. That, and due to terrible transfer spends over the last couple of years, like dropping LA for like 120 some million or whatever. Yeah. 40 million on Malcolm, who like played for the club twice and left the, all the money they spent on Coutinho, all of that. They just, they're already having trouble registering their other signings of this summer, like Depay and Aguero and all that stuff. And they're having trouble agreeing with like professional contracts for the players coming out of their academy too. They just La Liga said no just for them to sign Messi. How, but how sad is that that they're like literally one of the top five richest clubs or most valuable clubs, I should say, like or actually I meant sports teams in the world. Are they worth like four or five billion or something like that? But they, yeah. they can't get their finances in order. Yeah, because the previous president Bartomeu basically ran them into the ground. That's crazy, man. That's but, crazy. And then yeah, you see Messi, the all-time great Messi, like, pretty much have to leave because that. Also, how mad do you think Barcelona is? Because they wanted to join the Super League where they wouldn't be restricted by La Liga just to now have La Liga take Messi away from them? Like, Well, I, I think, like, I think it's stupid from La Liga to enforce this rule in regard. Like, I get it that it's their rule. They want to enforce it. But who's their most marketable asset? Dude. 
I know La Liga is going to be hurt so bad by him going. Like I have no reason to put ESPN Plus on now. Yeah. You know, like it's I crazy. Mean, you have all these TV rights deals and stuff. Messi was going to sign for five more years for Barca. That keeps people watching La Liga, and they're saying no to that now. I I don't think it makes sense. Like, yeah. Supposedly, people are saying that this is a pressure tactic from Barca by announcing that they're trying to get La Liga to cave the rules and let Messi rejoin the team, but it doesn't seem likely. Well, dude, like straight up the Barcelona Instagram account and stuff started to post all these like farewell videos and stuff. I'm like, geez, this is kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah, it is sad. Like, this seems a lot more likely to me at this point than. Messi playing for Barcelona, PSG, going to link back up with Neymar, Pochettino's an Argentinian, the manager, he's Di Maria's over there. Like, they have the money to afford his wages, too. So, my, my guy Oren is telling me that if Messi goes to PSG, that Mbappe is gone right away, that they can't keep both. They, it's too late in the summer to sell Mbappe, though. See, that's what I was asking. He said, you'd be surprised like how quickly this stuff moves. Like, I'm definitely not doubting him at all, but I'm not sure. Like, That'd be crazy if like they sold him that quickly off after that. Who knows? I have no idea. I just I can't see it because Madrid doesn't have the money this summer to spend the 100-plus million well, for Mbappe. And clear, clearly, Barcelona doesn't if they can't re-sign Messi, right? Like, yeah. There's no way they could sign them right now. Tyler was saying he thinks Messi will go to Liverpool. He's been saying that. I don't see Liverpool spending that money. Chelsea yeah. won't because they're signing Lukaku. But what if they pulled the Lukaku offer sheet off the table? Is that even possible and then offer Messi? Chelsea? Yeah, well, yeah. Is that I, even possible to like I mean, pull they that could out? in theory, but it seems like they're going to close this Lukaku deal tomorrow probably. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't you don't want to miss that too, because you know there's still that chance that La Liga brings Barca back or Messi back to Barca. Yeah, and then and then you don't have Lukaku either. And I think the transfer window ends on the 31st, so it, I I think it we're gonna see PSG this season with Neymar and Mbappe, Messi, Di Maria, Icardi, is that Ramos, the- Messi and Ramos on the same team. Zach, is that the best team of all time? <laughs> It's one of the most talented teams of all time for sure. I PSG will I think PSG is going to win the Champions League and I think this will be Messi going to PSG is huge for the card market because it means a lot to his prices, to Mbappe's prices, to Neymar's prices. Dude, what I mean, I think that'd be sick for him to play with all those guys, but it would be kind of cool to see him in the Premier League like on NBC every Saturday and Sunday type of deal. Yeah, I mean that would that'd be amazing because you can't really watch the French league. No, I mean US. it's dif- it's difficult to. I I mean, I don't want him to be on Man City. I also don't think he's going to land on Chelsea, so I don't really know where else he would go. Go to Tottenham. We just signed an Argentinian <laughs> center back. <laughs> Played with them in the Club of America. <laughs> Zach, you would go nuts for like the next month straight if you got Messi. That'd be the one of the greatest moments of my life if Messi were to sign with Tottenham. <laughs> Kane comes back, Messi comes on board, and Zach just <laughs> is living. We might win a trophy if that happened. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But yeah, I think like that would be huge for the soccer car market. Like, let's uh transition to that. Like, what'd you see um at the national or wait? Yeah. Um I saw like 
a few booths that specialized in soccer and not much else. I know that you weren't at the Dallas card show, but I felt that the Dallas card show, there was more like hybrid, like just sports card investors, like between like all the sports that had more soccer and in Miami too, than in Chicago. And I maybe didn't just didn't walk the floor enough because I was so busy at the booth and whatnot, but I just felt like that there wasn't as much soccer there as I was expecting Because two years ago when I started getting into soccer at the national, I'm like, Oh, by the time that the next next national rolls around, I want to have this a ton of soccer. And I did now, but there just wasn't that much else. I mean, you had Austin from U S soccer breaks, soccer breakers, FC Cyrus, and then Miami soccer club. And then like, maybe it's a few other booths other than that. And us. Yeah. Like, is that what you saw? Yeah. So what my take on it is, is a lot of the soccer market is very much in a valley right now. It's down. And people, I think, are seeing that, and they're like, well, Mbappe, like the Mbappe, Holland, Messi, all this stuff is down right now. And they think, why would we sell at these low prices so they didn't even take the soccer stuff with them to the show? That's a good point. That's a good point because I did ask around to some people, and they said they didn't even bring it. Yeah, I just think people weren't looking to sell. I think, like, people were looking to buy and hold like it just like I was going around trying to buy like Mbappe rookie stuff. And it was really hard for me to find it because the few people that I knew had soccer, they either weren't selling or they were asking like really high prices. And it was just people know like the prices are right now aren't going to stay that low in the coming months. I feel like so. Yeah. Holding until they hit the prices that they're looking for. That's, I mean, that kind of makes sense when I said, oh, I saw in Dallas a lot of soccer. Well, I was in Dallas in March and May. And that was yeah, when soccer was super hot. Crazy. Exactly. So people were willing to sell, you know, because they're making money. Um, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Zach, what do you pick up at the show? Uh, I got some nice, like, pull stitch on card. This is my favorite pickup. Mbappe, the rookie Panini foot rookie sticker, PSA 9. Some Mbappe Chrome, uh, the McKenny that you sold me, the yeah. Patch Auto, uh, some Sergeant. Just like I was really focused on like Americans and Mbappe. I think we're just two really good buys, buys in my opinion. That was I. That's what I was going for. What about you? Yeah, well, it, you saw my Instagram post today. I don't have it next to me, but I I bought the messy Eminence Patch Auto the night before leaving uh, for the show. And I knew as I was hitting that confirmed bid, I'm like, I'm literally not going to be able to buy anything these next five days. Then I hit bid and I had no regrets because I felt as, I mean, I thought I was going to get outbid. I didn't think I was going to win, but I felt as if people were saving the money for the, for the show, especially, you know, people with that much money going there. And I, I think I got a deal because everyone was trying to save. And I said, screw it. Let me waste my entire budget one night before the show. But I think, I think it was a good move. problem to have, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't feel as if there's going to be a card like that that would walk up to my booth. That's how I kind of looked at it. It's like, you know, I don't want to miss out on a card like that, especially after I traded my Ronaldo eminence. I'm like, well, I like Messi way more anyway, so I'd r- rather have a Messi anyways. And then I got, like, way more out of the deal by buying the Messi and having the other Mbappes and stuff. Um, which is cool. And then I got the Mount Select Silver Rookie Auto PSA 9 from you, which is literally, I think that there's like less than 40 of those made, maybe 50 or less. They're so rare. And then I got an impeccable Mount Patch Auto, number 35, a second one. So a couple of Mount editions and then the the Messi. I, and then I, I picked up another Erling Holland card. I don't know if you saw it. I got the Prize Footballers uh, Finest PSA 10. 
rookie insert. Was that from the guy that I got the the postage from? No, it wasn't. That, was the guy. that guy had the insane Holland stuff that you got that one from. I got it from just another guy. I traded him like a Musiala Obsidian and like 300 bucks for it. PSA yeah. 9. I liked it though. I don't have any Holland anymore, so I, ha- I got that one. But yeah, I mean, it was a good show. It was, it was fun. I think a lot of people like it was cool having a lot of people walk up and know that like we were kind of the soccer guys there along with other guys already named, of course. But like that was cool to see because I think that's where we want to be um position you know people knowing that they can come to us to talk soccer to to see soccer to sell to sell soccer hopefully next national i'm in a better position to do more buying because i heard that buying was really good if you're a dealer there if you came with like cash and capital to spend you could get some really good deals which i did not after buying the messy so yeah but, like uh, i noticed that too like when i was sitting on the booth that whole day basically so much there was so much better like soccer stuff that came up really than that i was seeing in the show like there was the few main tables had soccer and that was it but there were all these people bringing soccer yeah and i felt like it was just a lot easier to get a deal too well this is kind of how i see it a lot of the soccer people that got into cards that happened in the last two years right and the most people that have the boosts are the ones that had it in 2019 or prior so unless those people like just got into soccer because other people are getting a soccer or because they actually like soccer themselves then they wouldn't really like get much more soccer to the show unless it's someone like me or someone like U.S. Soccer Breaks and Soccer Breakers FC and stuff or someone that actually went out and purchased a booth from someone else like secondhand because so many of those booths are already owned by people who had booths from 2019 prior. Oh, that's unless they like Yeah, so so like all the people who got into soccer in the last two years, which is I think, what, 95% of the people, <laughs> um, especially within the last year, they were stuck to walking around the show, even if they had better soccer stuff than I had. Like CLE soccer cards that walked up, you know, his stuff was insane with the eminence, uh, messy rainbow, the one of one out of yeah. five out of 10. And he had some other insane stuff. Like those dudes could set up at a booth themselves. It's just like to actually get that booth is different. So I have a Stupid. question about that. Was yeah. Dallas, like basically anyone who wanted a booth could get, like, was it a lot easier? It was way easier. Like I passed on a booth. I could have went on the website and bought a booth and I passed cause I don't really want one there, but yeah, it was a lot easier to like acquire a new booth to where if you wanted to set up and you got into cards in the last year, you easily could if you were just like had it on your radar. Not the same with the Nationals. Okay, super, so that super, also super, would super. explain the discrepancy in the amount of soccer tables between yeah. Dallas and the National too. Yeah, I, I like I just kind of brain blasted that here on the on the live show, but it makes sense to me now thinking about it. Well, yeah, and like also I would like spend some time just hanging out like the soccer booths when I was walking, just talking soccer like when I was at like Tyler's booth at the card talk pod booth, tons of people would come up and have soccer and try to sell to them or try to sell to the other people there. And then yeah. the same thing at soccer breakers and at Miami card club. And all like, I like a lot of people would come up to me and talk about the show. They, cause they knew they would go around to the soccer booths and then they see me or they see like the other people are into soccer. And then that's like when you would see. Yeah. It, I, sh- I forgot to mention Tyler and Card Talk earlier, but he definitely had soccer there too. But like that's kind of what it seems like. It's like they all, all the soccer guys kind of flock to each other, and then it's just like, you know, all bets are off. Like just talk about everything right away. I do have to say though, like the soccer car community is strong. Like people like know what they're talking about. People are willing to talk and share yeah, stories yeah. and share like it, it's it's a really small tight knit group right now, and you know hopefully that just keeps on expanding. But like it came to the point to where like I now get DMS of different cards are available at the show from people being like, Oh, did you see this there? Like, you know, type of thing. Or that's like, you know, go, you know, message this guy. Cause he's got this card at the show. 
to where like everyone kind of knows what everyone's looking for and can help each other out, which is really cool. Well, yeah, like the this at the Bape I got, I posted on my story the night before that I was looking to buy one of these because I hadn't I spent the whole day the day before looking for one and I couldn't find it. And then someone who follows me who I've talked to, DM'd with many times in the past, he told me that someone at the Miami Miami Card Club booth had it, but he didn't have it out on the tables. And then he connected me with him, and then we were able to work a deal from there. And yeah, like, like that's crazy. Like that. That's crazy cool. It was just like really cool to see like how like willing people were to help you help each other out and stuff. It was just for sure. And with you know thinking about that. Atlantic City 2022. Hopefully, we see even more soccer there because the World Cup is going to be perfect timing because it's not happening during the summer. It's happening in November. Like, yeah. that's perfect timing because that's like, you know, two, three months beforehand to where it's not like, oh, the event's done. It's like, no, the event's coming. It's like, that's the best part. Um, I think it's going to be crazy. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be nuts too. And it's just interesting, like, with the club schedules. I don't, I haven't seen anything yet, but like, do they play deeper into the summer, the clubs? So do we might, might we still have like Premier League or them starting earlier? I mean, not playing yeah. deeper. So like, and, the, and then taking League, like a break, taking like an international break or something. Yeah. For like a month and a half or something. Like does the Premier League start at the end of July? Dude, we, we could be in just the heat of everything at that moment. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, you have the U.S. in the World Cup at that point. <laughs> then the hype. Like, should, should we qualify, which I would be shocked if we didn't. This squad is so good. Um, yeah. Like, the hype that's going to be there for, like, Pulisic, Sargent, like, all these dudes, McKenney, like, it's going to be nuts. And you have yeah. the, that no, combined with Messi and Ronaldo's last World Cup. Not, not to mention, you potentially have Holland and Mbappe on the move, like, right before that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's going to be overloaded. Harry Kane too, possibly if he doesn't go this summer. I think next summer would be almost for sure that he leaves. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Next summer is going to be nuts. The World Cup's going to be nuts. The Nationals going to be nuts next year. Are you going again? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'll definitely be there. Good, good. Glad to hear that. Gonna try to hit like when I'm in Michigan, like these big Midwest shows. I'm gonna try to come out to. Yeah, to sir. Yes, you have to. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Hit me up. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. sure I'll be going to some too. For like everyone listening and watching, if you haven't been to a big card show, you need to go. It really is like an amazing experience. And to be there like in the market as it's happening, seeing all the cards people have, talking to people who enjoy the hobby just like you, like that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's it's the best. You know, I bought slash traded for literally like three to four cards the entire weekend, but that wasn't even like what I walked away with like the most valuable stuff, you know, is all the meeting the people, the memories, hanging out with Zach for the first time, hanging out with our full team. Like that's the first time we've had all of us in the same spot like ever. And that was awesome. Like there's literally yeah. like eight, eight of us there at our booth. That was sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a great time. Great time. I can't, I can't wait for next year already. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. You guys all need to come out, come to these shows and say hi and say what's up and talk like it's, it's just an experience that you need to you need to have if you're in the card community. I agree. I agree. It, you, like you don't really feel like you're you're in it, you know, through digital and stuff. But you, you're really in it once you go to the show. Like you feel yeah. it. It's awesome. The energy's insane. Like when I when I 
stepped onto the show floor on that Wednesday. I was like, oh my God, like this is just. Yeah, massive. that probably blew you away because that was your first time and stuff. Like, yeah. it's just like you look to your right when you walk in and you're like, it's never ending. It's yeah. crazy. All right, man. Should we shut it down? Yeah, that feels like a good place to wrap it up with. Uh, as always, like, comment, subscribe, DM me from your soccer investment. You want to talk, soccer, all that. Aaron, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. That was a blast. Lots going on in the soccer world. Hopefully, we know soon where Messi's playing. Yeah, that's going to be a good one to track. Uh, I think that's it for now. Thanks for watching, guys. Peace. See you guys.